0: Here everyone, welcome to Politics in Full Sentences, your thoughtful take on the week's political happenings with a strong lashing of free markets and free minds. I'm your host Ron Premuthilica and joining with me today are two people that I have a lot of respect for. First of all, our usual guest, Mr. David Seymour, the leader of the ACT Party. Oh, thanks for having me back. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I don't give you enough credit, actually. I, I, w- I want to I actually touch on why I, I do respect you immensely. Is oh. You're probably one of the politicians that have been quite consistent on your track record. And uh, the fact that at the age of 35, uh, one of the most impressive traits that I enjoy about you is your hunger to learn, uh, your, your willingness to learn and your knowledge, and the fact that you turned down a ministerial role to pursue... Uh, a uh, 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 passion in uh, in in a, a bill that's obviously. Alright, oh, oh, right. you, you
1: can put his payment now, through now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Legendary. <laughs> Thank now you. we've also got today probably one of the most energetic and enthusiastic people I've ever met. Uh, <laughs> The CEO of the Chamber of Commerce, Waikato Wy- Chamber of Commerce, Chamber Mr. Commerce, Mr. Chris Simpson. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. What <Well>, <laughs> up, Chris? Thank, thank you for coming on. And uh, today, um, you know, we've got a we got a few things happening. I mean, not many people uh, can go past the the famous speech. Why good governments matter? Why good govern? Why Why does good government matter? Um, I know you guys were talking about this earlier on. Um, What's your, what's your take on this,
1: David? You, well, you know. the whole thing's just a total outrage. I mean, first of all, you've got you know, Jacinda Ardern, of all people, goes over to Australia and says, don't capitalize on fear when you do your politics. I mean, this is the woman... Uh, who turned Parliament into a rubber stamp for two weeks, scapegoated, criminalised a quarter of a million people who'd done nothing wrong, associated them with the most heinous criminal in our nation's peacetime history, and then she goes across the ditch and says, you know, don't don't capitalise on fear politically. And, you know, then she goes on and she talks about Donald Trump and all these people in Europe and they're all bad. Uh, And the thing is that she's doing exactly the same stuff. Uh, and, of course, most of the government's policies are going terribly. Um, you know, Kiwi Builds just become like sort of a, a byword David, you're for in disaster. opposition, so I'm expecting so, this sort of response from you. Yeah, but just a <laughs> second. And, 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 and now, now so, so things aren't going well. Um, and she's sort of reaching for another tranche of gun law reform again with a shortened process of consultation. So, you, you know, this just shows Cinder is no different from any other leader. This is her, her Falklands. I mean, you know, Maggie Thatcher had a crisis went sent half the British Navy down the Atlantic, um, blew the crap out of some RGs. Um, You know, George Bush, some some terrorists knocked down a building. He went and, like, invaded two countries. Mm. It's the same basic playbook. Disaster happened to be seen as strong. uh, Find somebody to to go and beat up. And and in the case of New Zealand, it was uh, licensed firearm owners. So that was just outrageous. But... There, yeah, there the was more to it. We the,
0: if, if anybody's interested in catching up on licensed fires, we had a really good in-depth conversation last week
2: with Mike Loader. But before we get on to, to to that, Chris, what are your thoughts? Did you? Oh, oh, good good, good government. It always depends on what side of the fence you sit on. There's always 50% like what you're saying. There's 50% that don't like what you're saying yeah. in, in a – you know, unless you're in North Korea, then you'll love what he's saying. But but here in New Zealand, it is <laughs> always 50%. You just look at look at the American election in the sense yeah. of so 50% roughly liked Hillary, 50% roughly liked uh, Donald. Because, I mean,
0: j- I mean, throughout the speech, I guess it was an yeah.
2: attack on populism and nationalism.
0: And, yeah. you know, but... Wasn't Labour doing the same thing to get into government itself? I mean, they, they opposed the
1: TPPA. Well, that's, well, that's the, uh, that's the they, outrage of it. I mean, just, this is, you know, two years ago, this is the party that went through the, the list of people that had bought properties, chose Chinese the ones Chinese that sounded Chinese. a bit Chinese, um, and, then, and then went and attacked the entire Chinese community of New Zealand. Now they're all love and peace and a new way of doing politics that's kinder. I mean, give me a break. Uh, you know, this is the party. One of the first things they did uh, was ban foreigners um, from buying certain types of property. Uh, so in terms of, you know, if they want to point the finger for xenophobia and a certain brand of politics that I reject, well, the, the New Zealand Labour Party is, is donkey deep in it as much as anybody.
0: Look, I mean, she talks a lot about well-being. Um, yeah. I, I Look, I personally, as a normal human being, caring human being, I think that's a, that's a great sort of idea to have. have a well, yeah. Well-being is important. But I guess it's all... Case dependent, isn't it? Well being for me might not be the well being for someone else.
2: Yeah, I mean, and it's always, it's also very much based on perspective what well being is, and, and it comes back to you from a business perspective. Yeah. Business because the is,
0: comment that, that was made, well being, yeah. not economic growth, not yeah. just economic growth, I mean, that, that, that to me is a, is a bit of a concern. I mean, what, what does that mean? Do we take our eye off actual simple so, well, economics?
2: Well, you don't have to go back to Grant Robertson in the sense of him saying that GDP is still a major measure. Mm. even under the so-called well-being budget. But well-being basically came from Bill Bill English back in uh, sort of six, seven years ago, starting to push Treasury around how do we measure other externalities other than just GDP. Mm. Now, the reality is that it's really tough to measure economic output unless you put a dollar value to it.
0: Yeah, look, it's 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 an interesting one because um, the 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 concern for me is: are we really taking an eye off economic growth? Because I think uh, you know, in order for people to prosper, if they're you know, I can tell you right now, people you can come up with a whole lot of problems if people aren't
1: aren't, aren't fed. Yeah, uh, well, look, there, there's no question about about that. And and the speech that Jacinda Ardern gave in Melbourne is about you know what is good government. It's just a wonderful gift. It's solved so many mysteries for me about what's been going on in this country. So, you know, she speaks about economic growth as if it's just something that happens. Mm. You know, like, like the, the economy will just always grow. How? It's just one of those mysteries, I suppose. That's her view. And she says in the speech, you know, oh, well, it's, if you have economic growth, uh, that's not enough. What if you have economic growth but you don't do this, this, and that? Mm. As if economic growth is just guaranteed. And actually, I think this government has been carrying out a kind of experiment to see, like, how hard you can whack and flagellate an economy. Uh, to see if it'll stop. And, you know, you've got the oil and gas ban, you've got the speculation over the capital gains tax, you've got the fair pay agreements, you've got the restrictions on foreign investment, uh, and, and somehow the, the people of New Zealand just keep on doing business. Uh, you guys in Hamilton seem to seem to be pretty hardy. You yeah, know, the, the economic growth is carrying on down
2: there, uh, regardless of whatever whatever government throws at you. Uh, and and, and from, a, from a completely practicable perspective in a, in a Waikato sense, is that we're not as exposed to the light of oil and gas and exploration mm. uh, so that is not that important for us however however economic growth without productivity won't actually deliver a better income better outcome for new Zealand and that's something that this government's definitely taken side off the ball
0: chris what what's your take on this new um, i guess uh, the fee bait for the electric cars as opposed to you know obviously it's going to make it more expensive to how in having- you drove here in a ute? Yeah,
2: I, I drove here in a good Waikato ute. That's right. Uh, again, bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but that, bad that, person. That bad, bad person, even though the modern ute is actually just as economical as a car. That's that, right. That, yeah.
0: And I, I have this argument with people all the time. We've created the cleanest fossil yeah. fuel burning vehicles man has ever created.
1: Stop, stop confusing people with the facts. You're bad. Yeah. So you, start
0: looking, you you're you're bad. start
2: looking at overseas. So look at California. They're starting to pull the rebates off electric cars mm. because it should actually come down to the producer manufacturing them to actually deliver it cheaper That's so right. that the customer wants it. But because there's still a novel idea here, the manufacturers can take a certain margin of that. Mm. And so again, it just comes back to that supply demand. Rather yeah. than just artificially uh, sort of putting a tax on it, or a tax on other vehicles that are out there, you know, for example, in the Waikato, mm. you actually do need Utes to go on the farm. That's right. Yeah, like yeah. I need a I can't because can't see a Tesla going down the farm. Well, that's right, right because we've got members that have farms. Yeah, that's so right. yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: David, mm. am I correct in saying you 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 commended the government on reviewing the planning to review the RMA or create another working group?
1: Well, I feel like we've got to give them some encouragement. Like you know, you've got to start somewhere. (laughs) So, how many pages is the RMA now? Like it's, it's it's three times as many as it was when it was originally conceived in 1991. So, this is a law that's been reformed 18 times, and it's gone from 300 pages to 900 pages. And the real miracle is that anyone still manages to develop anything under this law. So, the fact that you know this government, unlike the Nats. Uh, are prepared to revisit the, the fundamental principles that underlie it, sections 5, 6, and 7 in and, and part 2. Mm. Uh, they're prepared to consider actually lessening its scope, so taking some activities in some areas out of the RMA and saying, well, maybe we don't need to use the same law that we have to protect the majestic nature of Fiordland, and, and, and use the same law to decide whether a Paddock and Henderson should be turned into a subdivision or not. Mm. Uh, we could have different laws for different purposes. Um, these are really big things. And, you know, I can tell people that, that the Nats, you know, even when Acton National had a majority and we, we did it at, at different times, mm. weren't willing to do it. And they say, oh, we couldn't because our coalition partners. Well, that, that's a, a misrepresentation of history. Um, so, look, if this government's prepared to actually but- butcher a few sacred cows with regard to the RMA, then I think people who just want to build a house, uh, but also people who recognise that the REMA as it stands um, hasn't actually been very good for the environment either, uh, then I think both those sets of people can find common cause and at least giving the government a bit of encouragement to be bold on this, because it's the biggest problem New Zealand has in my view. Yeah.
0: No, look, I've I've, I've heard the the, the former president of the ACT Party actually turn in, say, I think the best... You know, use of the RME at the moment, just chucking in the fire. Yeah, yeah whatever, probably, What prob- happened to that guy? Pro- pro- probably, <laughs> probably,
1: probably, probably the fact that it's nine hundred pages. So, <laughs> well, you know, but you got to consider the carbon emissions, and that's so difficult. Difficult.
0: Yeah. Look, I mean that, that that's an interesting topic on its so, own. Chris, yeah. I when I know you you're very active on on, yeah. on LinkedIn and yeah. you you put some the fantastic red. graphics. Yes. Uh, which I love with big fat red writing all yeah. over it the and the I love. Yep, love yeah. those graphs. Now, one of the things you've always <laughs> pointed to is
2: productivity. Mm. Productivity in New Zealand. Yeah. Uh isn't
0: isn't something to be very
2: proud of? Yeah, our, our productivity is somewhere you know just below Russia, and Russia's not not a great exemplar to have held up there. And it comes back to what can be done, mm-hmm. uh, both at a business level and at a local government and a central government level, mm. and business in New Zealand has just as much uh, role to play in increasing their own productivity. You only have to look at the Productivity Commission where the whole focus on that is that if management practices within businesses were 20 to 30% better, you would get a productivity gain just there. Mm. So how does government and local government work with business to say, how do we have better management practices here? What are the things that we can do to help? Mm. So it's a, it's a balance of, of central, local and business.
0: Yeah, look, up, I mean... Um,
1: David, how would you go about improving productivity of New Zealand? Well, you need a cultural change. You need to stop saying, look, the way to solve New Zealand's problems is more government. Mm. If you look at the current approach to, um, you know, just about anything, child poverty, Mm. uh, pass a law that basically means the government has to tax and transfer more money. Mm. Um, Housing, the answer is for the government to set up this massive scheme to build houses. Which um,
0: is a great success. Which as well. is yeah.
1: <laughs> which is a disaster. Which we love to talk about. Because it's such a disaster for the government, but but actually sad for New Zealand. It is. Exactly. Um, and then you know what's the issue with with education? You know, have a set more central control of politics. You know, have introduced these hubs to take over the running of your local school. So every initiative. That this government has to solve a problem involves more government, Mm -hmm. and that's the other thing. That's why I love this speech by Jacinda Ardern. I'm going to keep talking about it because it's basically what she says: the problem, the solution to New Zealand's problems, um, is to make the bureaucrats work together better. I mean, that's her big answer in the speech mm. and it's like if only the bureaucrats we had more bureaucrats working more nicely together then we'd be a better country and it doesn't have any place for the role of business people for individuals upskilling themselves mm. for the incentives they face for how people are allowed to develop their property under the regulations we have none of those questions about how actual people can make their lives better for themselves and the people they care about that's not there it's all about more government so here's one thing that you know X stands for is let's just say we're going to have the fairest, the simplest, and the most aspirational income and business tax system in the world. Mm. And we've done the numbers. We've shown how you could have a 17.5% flat rate of tax. Simple. Every bit of income is taxed at the same rate. Hmm. Uh, No shifting it between your company uh, and your your personal or shifting it between years. It's the same tax rate all the time. Uh, Competitive, if we had a 17.5% company tax rate, uh, we wouldn't be worried... Um, about businesses trying to transfer their income away from New Zealand mm. to pay tax yeah. in a lower jurisdiction. Yeah. We'd be trying to keep that's them out. Right. Yeah. Um, and in terms of aspirational, what we're saying is if you upskill yourself or invest or work longer hours or do something to increase your income, mm. that's your money. You yeah. keep the money just like you do on lower levels of income, yeah. not if you do all those things, we'll take more off you, which that's is the right. current signal. That's right. Chris, your,
2: your your thoughts on this? Oh, oh regarding regarding a flat tax, yeah. sort of in, in New Zealand, it just it just wouldn't work in the way that we have our democracy set up. So, if you were to to bring in a flat tax, you'd also have to do a. Big change in the way that the ministries and departments all operate as well. Uh, so that would be that would be monumental. Would that happen? No, it wouldn't. Uh, from a from a sort of an idea, yeah, it's a really really good idea. Uh, however, what can we do? For
1: example, hang on a second. Why not? Sorry, I mean, sorry. I mean, your, your your negativity is is part of the problem here. Yeah, yeah Well, it comes back to uh, my realism
2: of democracy of what we have is that you would need to get the numbers and yep. you would need to get uh, your. Party or, or you get fifty one percent of the vote yep. to do this. So if you can do that,
1: great. All, yep. all power to you. Okay, so so let's just get this straight. You you agree that it's a good policy. Oh. Yeah. you oh, just oh, you just don't oh, think it will happen no, uh, well, like hang on I want to interrupt you yeah, I want to yeah, no, decipher this. this is important so he agrees it's a good policy yeah. he just oh. he just doesn't think that it could happen because other people won't agree with it but he agrees with it you agree with it I agree with it look at 100% of this guy would I, you vote a 17.5%
0: flat
2: tax at a cerebral level Yeah, of course I totally agree with that but it comes back to the reality that we live in under MMP, not first class I've got much more faith in I
0: actually I actually think MMP is the opportunity that New Zealanders haven't yet really woken up to, yeah. because the reality of it is you've got someone like Winston Peters that's essentially held the balance of power, yeah. promised a whole lot of things, which he hasn't delivered, and, uh, and a lot of people have lost face. I mean, dare I say it, Should should ACT be in the position of holding the balance of power at the next government. David, would you push for this to be one of your bottom lines dare I say
1: yeah of course and here's the challenge to the national party I mean like Chris they would say they believe in it it's just too hard well why is it too hard we've got to Mm. stop talking like that I mean I say to people you know if you're a New Zealander I know one thing about you is that you or your ancestors moved further to get here than anyone else has ever moved in human history yeah We are a pioneering society. Why shouldn't we have the fairest, simplest and most competitive tax rate in the world? Yeah, and and, and to do that you then have to completely
2: deconstruct all local government as well Uh because you've got funding from central government going into local government. You then have to deconstruct all the departments and all the ministries. Why? Because it comes back to you have a whole lot of transfer payments going on around the place. So again, if you want to get there first of all, you've got to get a majority and then secondly, but then secondly you've got to Put in the reform program yeah, but this is in a, conjunction to get that. Okay,
1: so so first of all, um, it would have no effect on on local government, none okay. at all. Yeah, um, it would have some effects on some other policies, yeah. such but, as housing. I assume. Uh, no, I don't, I don't see how it would affect housing. I mean, I think I think we've got a big problem with housing, but it's separate from this. Okay. Basically, at the moment, the government raises about eighty billion dollars worth of tax mm. across. GST, company tax, income, excise taxes. Yeah. Under X policy of a 17.5% flat tax rate, hmm. uh, it would raise about $71 billion. Hmm. And so you're talking about $9 billion out of $80 billion. You're talking about reducing spending by about 11%. Now, I'm yeah. pretty confident the government could do that without mm. the kind of catastrophism that oh, you're talking
2: and, about. But it comes back to, and, and I'm, a, I'm a pragmatist, considering I actually wrote the paper in 1992 about what MMP system to use, mm-hmm. uh, which went to caucus, coming back to where are the numbers? You've got to get the numbers yep. if you right. want to do that.
1: Okay, so, Look, so if, wanna, you're a, if you're if you if you if you believe in it, the first thing you should do is vote for ACT. Yeah, and then the next thing you need is ACT and probably National to have a majority. Yeah, and then the challenge for the Nats is okay, you agree it's better policy, yeah. you want to be. In so how does ACT to, get just to fifty
2: one percent of the vote?
1: Well, I don't think you need fifty one. I don't think anyone's going to get to fifty one. Right, uh, but John Key was be- pretty close. Yeah. He was close, but, yeah. but he didn't get there. Yeah, so that's not that's not the right question. Look, guys, okay, 0.8%. Right. Oh, I want right to take this, I I don't take know. Hang this. On. The I right, the right this question, question is: yeah. Can you, can you yeah. be in a position yeah. where you're needed in order to form a government mm. and it's something that the other party wouldn't do but could do? Mm. And, and that is an ideal act policy and this yeah. is one of them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and as I said
2: before, it's, it's getting, you know, it's like 50% liked Hillary Clinton, 50% didn't like Hillary Clinton. How do you get that to achieve what you want to achieve? I'm
1: Regarding the policy yeah, good policy. Yeah. Okay, well let's let's make it happen let's and stop <laughs> naysaying. Look, oh, look oh I mean you you want better look, policy. Guys guys, go again. You know?
0: uh, look, I I understand the debate about actually making this work ultimately. Yeah. I think you need to be in a, a position where you can actually negotiate that with your coalition yeah. partner. Let's let's I wish you all the best in that. But second of all, the thing that I see from a pragmatic viewpoint is that I've got colleagues within my industry who's actually saying, mate, I had this lady come to me, I gave her a pair she came to me, asked me for a for a for a couple of bucks decrease in her pay because it's starting to affect her working for families tax free. There's no incentive for people to work hard anymore. And, and and this is the ultimately this is the problem with progressive tax that we're not encouraging productivity and for me, that, that, that I think is one of the biggest challenges that New Zealand faces because and, we've got the wrong
2: culture and the wrong mindset. Yeah, Nobody and, and, wants to really take ownership. And we're, not, we're not encouraging people to start their own businesses. And you, you just have to look at it from a statistics perspective that like, like Auckland, about mm. 18% of Auckland's have their own business. They get out of bed and they have their own business. But that's dropped down from 22% yeah. from uh, 20 years ago. Yeah. So we've got, so you've got the likes of Callahan, uh, uh, you know, MB, and all these other agencies mm. have been out there trying to do innovation yeah. and yeah. but New Zealanders, New Zealanders aren't getting out of bed and starting their own yeah. businesses. Chris, I, can, I can,
0: yeah, I can tell you right now. I, I look at it sometimes; it would have been better off for for for, for me, even in my yeah. industry, to be employed as a sales rep and actually yeah. make a make, make a steady income, than yeah. actually start the business because all the rigmarole, the red tape, you know, even if you would yeah. r- operate a facility, all the amount of red tape that you've got to yeah. go through and jump through, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And now, David, you touched on something that I think is very important. Uh, not not just for the Podcast, but New Zealanders as all. Well. What is the DNA of New Zealand? You know the, the 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 pioneers that have kind of come here halfway across the oceans from from Maori to to, yeah. to all
1: the other well, different I, ethnicities. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's New Zealand's a place that's defined by geography. I mean, the the first and most obvious thing about New Zealand is that we are yeah. at the edge of the known world. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, and so. One thing that ties all—I mean, we're incredibly diverse. I mean, you know, race, religion. Just to give you a bit of a bit of a taste yeah, for it. Today,
0: yeah. we were at a container unpack depot with a customer and one of my yeah. colleagues. One from Azerbaijan, one from Colombia, mm. and one happened to be like Sri Lankan. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And then you you're dealing with a, a yeah. another person from. India and from Russia, like all on the
1: same within the premises of, like, yeah, the and, vicinity of five and, meters, yeah. you've got yeah, six and different. It's, and it's a, it's a puzzle, like what on earth, like brings all these people together? And yeah. and the the thing for me is is that all of us or our ancestors moved further than anyone else. Mm-hmm. It was a free choice to yeah. be here. We're a pioneering society you know yeah. and Trade i think and a look, trading
2: society too which yeah. is why yeah, which my yeah. my parents and and grandparents are here so yeah, that's yeah. right and, and i think
0: that that, that trading prosperity economic mm. prosperity and trading they all mm. go hand in hand and i think you know new zealand shouldn't get over regulated to the point that we yeah. take our take our eye off the ball on that mm. yeah. but uh, hey look guys uh, any 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 last, last actually before last comments <laughs> everybody that's tuning in please uh be Please share the share the content, share the videos uh, and the and the podcast,
1: and be sure to subscribe and tune in every week. Um, yeah, we, we should talk about that more. We should also um, thank Podcast NZ because um, Paul Spain right. and his team—they've been yeah. amazing to us. They've given us the thank setup. Um, they do all the broadcasting. We're starting to actually start on time. They convert it and put it on their website, podcast.nz. Um, you know, they actually um, put it on Apple, so you watch it there. We put it on YouTube. Spotify. you pretty, yeah. I yeah. mean, we're, we're sort of like wherever you are, we're coming for you with politics and full sentences. And yeah. great people to work with, too, as well.
0: So, That's right, yeah. 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 Christian, you've been fantastic, mate. Thank you so much. And yeah. Paul, great, great job. Yeah. And uh, good to see a few of the positive comments coming through on the Facebook. Uh, live cool. feedback as well
2: and make sure people join the Waikato Chamber of Commerce
1: absolutely and, and when you, don't you don't have to be in Hamilton the Waikato to be in that's right FYI right. j- f- f- y- <laughs> yeah you know you can you can, sit, you can sit around with Chris and say oh this will never happen it's too <laughs> hard you won't get a majority you know you, uh, you can sit and around in Hamilton as much and, oh, and be
0: pessimistic I'll
2: have to put a sign on the back of the back of the, the yoke the you know, you know join the chamber join, join act vote for act and join the chamber there
0: you
1: go yeah we could have like an alliance it could take over this <laughs> job. Right? Yeah,
0: absolutely brilliant no look I want to congratulate you Chris on the fantastic achievements I believe your percent membership's yeah. grown by yeah. about yeah. 200% it's, or more it's going crazy it's, yeah. it's fantastic I, really I mean look you were so convincing I met you for half an hour I've got a business in Auckland but we joined the yeah. chamber so
1: well done Thanks. and uh, thank you again for joining so let me get this straight you run a logistics company and and you've joined a, a <laughs> chamber in the wrong city yeah. no I, mean, oh, a, I actually <laughs> belong to board
0: chambers and oh, We're we're quite active in the in in the market and we're a growing business. So it's 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 fantastic to to meet some energetic like minded people. And once again, thank you both for your time. Have a have a wonderful week. And thank you all for listening. Uh, we look forward to seeing you all next week. Have a good night.